the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. News, views, and interviews important to you. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, the program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. It's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you. We talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. I have some great guests for you today, and we're excited about speaking with them and sharing them with you today. We'll get right start. We'll get started in just um, and for our first get. Well, I'll tell you a little bit about our, our guests later in the show. In the second half of the show, we'll speak with uh, Blake Lawrence, who many of you know from the work that he does as a pastor here in Central Florida with his uh, ministries, Blake Lawrence Family Ministries, which now has various um, other um, endeavors under that large umbrella. We'll be speaking with Blake, and we'll have an interesting history with Blake. He and I passed cross back in 1976 when I was a freshman at Rollins College in the baseball program, and he was a star pitcher for Rollins. In fact, Blake Lawrence left uh, school as the all-time career wins leader at Rollins College, talk a little bit about that, but more about his ministry and the, the work that he's been doing uh, recently in Central Florida and will be and continue to do. But right now, we're very pleased to be joined in the studio by Melissa Bird. Melissa Bird was recently elected to the Orange County School Board in the elections in November, and she represents District 7, which more specifically includes the greater Apopka area and West Orange County areas, and uh, we're great. It's great to have Melissa Bird joining us today. Melissa, it's great to see you. Thanks for coming over. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. And first of all, I'd just like to ask you the, one of the, the most obvious question is: is what was it that you know, led you to want to serve on the Orange County School Board? Well, my background is in education. I um, graduated from UCF with my elementary education degree, and I taught for several years. And my kids, when I had my kids, I stayed home with them and. Uh, became very active in their schools. They went to the OCPS schools, went to Clay Springs and Apopka and Piedmont Lakes. And I just, the more I got involved, the more I realized that um, there were things, issues, things that I really wanted to be a part of. I wanted to be, you know, I knew it was time to get back into the workforce, but I knew I wanted to do something bigger than the classroom. You know, I felt, I, I always felt a pull for something with leadership, something where I could make policy differences and um, create change and um, in a bigger in a bigger arena. So um, when our seat became open, when Christine Moore decided to run for county commission, I thought, well, you know, this is the perfect opportunity. The seat's going to be open. This is the chance to put my passion for education to work um, for my community that I loved, and um, so I went for it. And you had a you know, 
your excellent uh, outing for a first-time candidate. Thank you. And uh, you had multiple people in that particular race, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we did. I think we had um, four. At one point, we had four opponents. Um, and then we went in the we had a runoff in November. So, yeah, it was um, it was a long year long campaign. Lots of hard work. Um, lots of sweat. Oh, yeah, it's a grueling <laughs> process. I commend you and all, all the other candidates for yeah. uh, making that sacrifice and making that effort. Yeah. But I knew it was important. I knew it was something that I wanted to do for the community. And um, and I knew it was important to do for the kids and the families in Apopka. So um, that just kept me going. Now, can you talk about what some of those uh, passions were that you know, you wanted to to you know do if you were to be elected, and um, you know some of the things that you would like to see done? Yeah. Well, there there were two different buckets. There was my long, my bigger picture things. Um, you know, being being able to be an advocate um, for our community on a big statewide scale, legislatively. Like I've already taken a trip to Tallahassee, met with legislators. Um, advocating for the the changes that they're in charge of up there at the state that affect us so much locally i wanted to be able to have a voice you know to to be able to go up there and talk to them about that so there's some of those big issues like testing i feel like our kids are way over tested our accountability system puts a lot of stress on our teachers and our students um those are like the bigger issues but then locally i just felt like there was um you know it felt I felt like our area of Northwest Orange County and especially in the Apopka area, like they forgot about us a lot downtown, you know, um, there were innovative programs going in, um, great magnet programs going in all over the county, um, K-8 schools being built, you know, just different things that I would look at it and be like, why are we not getting those things? And I had numerous friends that um, we raised our children together, and then when they got up into school age, they would leave, and they would go move to other areas of the county. And that just frustrated me, because I loved Apopka, and I wanted us to have everything that everybody else had. So that was one of my biggest priorities, was being a loud voice for our area and advocating strongly for us, getting us those things. And um, and so that was, that was definitely one of the issues. Um, also, I really wanted to open up the office of the school board to be open that communication line and really let the people know that I am here as your liaison to the district. I don't work for the district. I work for you. I work for the people that elected me. So um, those were kind of the local things that I wanted to really work on. And you've been in your office for about six months now. Mm -hmm. How have things going from your perspective? It's good. It's going great. We're making some terrific progress. Um, Last week, we just announced um, the school, the Wolf Lake Elementary and Middle School uh, Relief School being moved up from 2026 to 2022. That was a huge huge win for us we um that was something that the my first meeting with facilities when i got elected i said this is not going to work 2026 we can't wait that long um so that was something that i fought for um for a long time and then um and then having it be a k-8 is just super special for me because um k-8 is one of those innovative programs that I wanted to see us have, just like the other areas in Orange County have. Um, they're extremely popular. We have seven other K-8s in Orange County. And um, 
parents and people move to those areas to get their kids in those schools. So I'm excited that we're going to have one in Apopka. And the fact that it's going to relieve our elementary school and our middle school all at the same time is just um, a win-win, I think. So um, so we're making good progress. Um, and as far as the communication end, um, I held six community meetings um, all at different middle school, at every middle school in District 7. And I've met with community members, teachers, and um, have really opened up those lines of communication. So I think um, so far it's going really good. It's great to hear that. Yeah. It's great that somebody with your background um, and enthusiasm and passion for the kids and for the teachers yeah. is, is on the school board. Thank you. From my perspective. Now, one thing that's been big in the news, I you know, just feel compelled to ask you about it, is just the whole the contract, the renewal of the contract for the teachers. And yeah. Can you share um, you know, anything about that from your perspective? Yeah. Um, that's... You know, it's really, really tough, and especially being a new school board member, there are so many um, facets that I'm learning and that our new members are learning as far as the budget goes. The budget, this education budget is a very complicated process. Um, the way we get budget, the way we get funding from the state and the way um, they don't just give you a big pot of money, they tell you how to spend each little each little dollar, you know, that you get. So, um, you know, as much as I want to advocate for the teachers and I want to give them everything they need, then I turn around and I'm being told that, well, nope, we only have this amount of money that we can give them, you know, that kind of thing. So it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating from my point of view because I'm an educator and I just want to see them get everything that they need. Um, and they're not, they're just not getting what they need. Um, no, none of our teachers are really statewide, nationwide. So um, that's one of those bigger issues that I, when I go to Tallahassee, and I have another trip scheduled in um, a couple months, um, that's one of those issues that I really advocate for strongly, and I really want to fight for them because um, as long as we don't give our teachers what they need, we're not going to have those teachers around you know their 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 stories are heartbreaking you know we had a whole room full of them show up at our school board meeting and they talk and they spoke about you know not being able to afford a car or not being able to pay their rent and things like that and it's just it's it's just heartbreaking and it's ridiculous because you know there's the most important people one of the most important people i think in our society really and um so you know we're still in the midst of that we're trying to work it out they have um they have their vote. They're voting right now, actually, to ratify their contract. Um, many of them are saying they're going to vote no. And um, if the contract does not get ratified, then it'll go back to the bargaining table and we'll sit down one more time and look again at the budget um, and try to see if there's any place else we can squeeze some more out for them. Because that's what we really want to be able to do. Thanks for giving us that insight. and yeah. appreciate you being here to, to share that insight with us. Yes, I know we've yeah. done about our last three minutes or so, but... Um, no, I appreciate you advocating for the teachers, you know, like, like you said, so, well, I mean, the teachers are as important as, as any other role that we have in our society, mm -hmm. um, and, or, or more so than, than most. Now, now just, um, looking at the big picture and I know there's only so much you can do, you know, in your first year and there's only so much you could do, you know, in 10 or 20 years, mm -hmm. but from a big picture, what are, cause I hear the same complaints for teachers myself and have a little bit of, of insight, you know, due to covering the, the sports and so forth mm -hmm. at Apopka high school and talk to a lot of the teachers and coaches and other coaches as well. Um, and teachers, 
what what are some big picture things that that could be done to to make lives better for the teachers? Mm. Well, like I mentioned before, I think if we could address our accountability system in our state and um, you know take some of that pressure off our testing. Because right now, you know, their salaries are so tied to the test results, which just puts this enormous pressure on them, and it and it takes away their professionalism. Yeah, personally, I just think that's so wrongheaded. I know. Frankly, I know. I agree. I agree. It really is, and um, you know, that's one of those big statewide issues that we really need to make an well, adjustment. And that even you know during the George W. Bush years became like a federal type of an issue mm-hmm. too. How many? How many? What kind of federal? mandates do you have about testing and there's federal ones and there's state ones and then you know what we're trying to do and what i just spoke to um superintendent about and one thing that we're really trying to see is look at our district district mandates and see where you know that's something locally we can control so maybe there's some areas that we can condense our testing make it um make it a little easier and take the load off our teachers a little bit. But the, the worst, the hardest thing for them, I think, is um, that they're not allowed, given that freedom, to be the professional that they are. You know, they're not just given the freedom to walk into a classroom and teach the kids the way they know how to teach yeah, them. Teaching is such a creative in- endeavor. It really exactly. is. Exactly. It's so an art. They just can't measure in, in pure numbers. And, I know. I know. But, yeah, what's well, a great topic for... The next time you come on, yeah, it's, a, it's a big topic, and there are a lot of uh, angles to it. But I'm certainly pleased that you're there to represent the, the teachers and the students. Thank you. Um, and on the school board in Orange County. Well, Melissa, thank you for coming by to see us today, and we look forward to just speaking with you again soon in the near future. Yeah, me too. Thanks for having me. We appreciate the work that you're doing. Thank you. Friends, we're going to take a quick break right now. When we come back, we'll have more for you right here on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. So please stay with us. And we'll be right back. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. The program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Great to be with you today. I will, in a few few minutes, a little bit later in the show, look forward to being joined by Blake Lawrence who is the founder of Blake Lawrence Ministries, a very powerful ministry that has a lot of different offshoots and is doing a lot of different work, great work in different areas right here in Central Florida. Before we hear from, we speak to Blake, though, I do have a few comments I want to make about the most recent, the very recent um, United States women's Olympic soccer team and their victory uh, and I think, and the aftermath of it primarily, um, of course, the, the victory on the field was a great victory uh, by them as athletes and soccer players. And um, you know, they you know, deserve t- tremendous credit for their excellence on the field. Sadly, uh, their performance, if you will, or <laughs> behavior, actions off the field, um, I think, have, have tarnished that victory dramatically. And those are the things I would like to address here for the next few minutes. Before we do that, though, I want to... Of course, let you know that our program is presented by and sponsored, as, as all the programs are, on our stations, 105.5, The Answer, AM660, The Answer, 1520, WBZW, or by Florida Door Solutions, and let you know that if you have a garage door problem of any kind, 
and that's commercial or residential, Four-to-Door Solutions has your solution. You can find them at FLADoor.com. That's FLADoor.com, or just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. Four-to-Door Solutions, proud to be voted best garage door company once again. What I'd like to share with you is, you know, and I don't know how much you've been following it. In fact, most I guess most of the people who listen to our stations uh, you know, do are aware of, of, of what has been taking place. Uh, I would say primarily in the aftermath of the victory, but even before, uh, even during the competitions. And um, but it should be noted that m- most of the main quote unquote mainstream media, better known as the fake news media. Um, aren't even really uh, covering some of the more egregious uh, behavior uh, being carried out by certain members of the team, leaders of the team, if you will. Um, and that's what I kind of want to address right now. Because, and I think where I want to start is with the the mission of the Olympic Games. You know, the 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 Olympic Games are something, of course, that get a lot of attention and deservedly so. And I would say. Th- the Olympic Games, which you know are, are international um, sports competitions, essentially encompassing the, the whole world, are one of the better things that human beings literally have 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 created uh, over the past several thousand years. And the whole spirit of the Olympic Games, the core mission, the core spirit behind the Olympic Games is sportsmanship. And the, the, the greater mission is to bring the nations of the world who often, of course, are at conflict, um, oftentimes at wars, various countries. In fact, you know, as we all know, somewhere, some, sometime, there's a war going on pretty much everywhere, uh, somewhere in the world. And the, 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 the underlying mission of the Olympic Games was to help to counteract that, to promote cooperation and understanding between the nations and use sports as a vehicle to do that. It was a brilliant idea, I think, that goes all the way back to ancient Greece, uh, was been revived here recently, you know, over a hundred years ago. And, um, and so that's the context I wanted to talk about the, our own <laughs> not so lovable United States, uh, women's Olympic soccer team. And the first, and when, when, what I have observed, um, and once again, and let me make, reemphasize the point on the field in terms of playing soccer, these women were, were outstanding and it takes a tremendous um, effort. It takes tremendous perseverance, skill, endurance, passion, commitment, all those things to achieve what they were able to achieve on the soccer field and, and to win a, um, now a, a multiple gold medal. Uh, and I, I, I salute their achievements uh, as soccer players. However, in in keeping with the Olympic ideal, and I personally would say, in keeping ideally with the American ideal, their personal behavior has been has been atrocious. And some of the things that I have observed are taunting the opposition during matches, um, disrespecting the American flag, using the platform of the Olympic Games to push a specific political political agenda of certain star players, and then after the victory. Overt displays of attention getting uh, bordering on narcissism to full blown narcissism and generally general foul language and general lack of class. <laughs> That's our 2019 United States of America women's Olympic soccer team. And 
I just want everybody to know that from my perspective, this is not only it's not only disappointing, it's literally disheartening. And to see that women who are in incredible now due to their hard work and their achievements and their talent, God-given talents and abilities, um, and, and developing those God-given talents and abilities are using this platform they have to just, uh, you know, I can't think of another word than to, on the one hand, uh, display uh, you know, <laughs> narcissistic behavior, drunken behavior, uh, foul language uh, of the worst, uh, of the most vile kind, and um, along with trying to drive home a political agenda and along with obviously on the obvious part of certain players uh, bring you know attention to themselves and um, you know I guess just um, bask bask in the glory uh, of this achievement which of course to a certain extent there's nothing wrong with that but at some point um, when it becomes excessive which I believe it has come excessive on the, on the part of at least some players um, it essentially is, is a turnoff not only to people around the world but but to Americans ourselves and also I do want to address once again the the injecting of a of political of politics in, into this uh, situation the, the injecting of a political agenda into uh, this victory. Once again, um, getting back to the original mission of the Olympic Games, which, as I said before, is one of the wonderful things that, that humans have, that mankind has, has, has come up with and originated. Two major principles underlie the Olympic Games. One, to promote cooperation between nations and promote, promote sportsmanship on the field and off the field of the competing nations by the athletes. Also, to avoid the politics trap, if you will, to get away, because once you start talking about politics, and I don't care what you know, country you're in, what your predisposition uh, is, what you know, your 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 party affiliation is, whatever, um, you know, you're gonna people are gonna be divided, and people ultimately are gonna get passionately divided, and. Von Klaus was you know, noted, um, famous, if you will, or maybe not so famous, but uh, Polish statesman and philosopher, political philosopher. Von Clausewitz has a classic line that the war is just the is just politics taken to its ultimate extreme, and that's exactly what it is. Po- ultimately, differences in politics um, lead to war. That's the whole point of the Olympics is to avoid that situation. So to avoid the political discussion, leave the political discussions outside the arena. Get into a forum where mankind, if you will, the nations of the world, regardless of what their religions are, their governmental setup, uh, their values even as countries, um, of get away from all that, compete in sports on the field, and have and for the athletes to ultimately be unified by, by doing that, and hopefully to bring a little bit more cooperation, and understanding to the world, to the countries of the world. Well, you know, you're not going to get too much of that when you're taunting the opposition during the matches, when you're disrespecting your own flag. That's a whole other can of worms. Um, <laughs> when you're um, using your platform to to gloat, if you will, um, and, and to um, Basically, you know, um, engage in in over the top, profane, vulgar uh, behavior. Uh, it generally, uh, there's only way to put it: just a, a general lack of class. So, 
anyway, that's, that's those are my comments that I did want to share with you about um, about this situation. And, and I guess the sad thing is, as, as we look to move forward from the discussion is, um, and, and as you probably know, as you know, um, sometimes I have a tendency to overemphasize the negative, if you will, or to um, ha- have look at things from a perspective of the glasses maybe being a little bit too too empty, too half full. Um, half empty instead of half full, but but I, I just can't help but thinking this this has significant implications on on our culture and our future. And I guess the question I have to ask myself: Do these women are, are they an anom- anomaly? Are they kind of like a rogue bunch out here of extreme partiers and you know, narcissistic uh, bacchanalian type uh, you know, ball players or? Or do they represent the values of their generation? Uh, is 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 the is the behavior of the United States women's Olympic soccer team is that the future? <laughs> is that where either where we are now, or is that the direction in which we are heading? And that's the the kind of sad question that I guess I'll leave you with, and you know um, that I just have to ask. But uh, are, is, this, is this an anomaly? Uh, is the you know over the top foul language is the uh, even sexual predatory language? There's another way to put it. You've heard you, know, you heard it for the first time right here on our airwaves on um, the, the Gorka show. Um, it, it, is that representative? Is, is is that what rank and file outstanding athletes are like now in American culture? Um, is that what young people are, are like now in American culture? Uh, do do. Or, you know, without a doubt, these women are going to be role models. I mean, they will be emulated. Um, youngsters, especially young women, young girls, will emulate them for the incredible success they had on the field. Of course, we didn't talk too much about the other angle that the mainstream media is going to promote them as heroes. Now, uh, it's already doing it. Um, not 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 just heroes because of the on the field, because of the gold medal, uh, the excellence on the field in soccer. No, I'm talking about heroes because of the of the profane, uh, vulgar behavior. That is is certainly by large elements of the mainstream media. That's a badge of honor now. That's that is where the culture is in terms of the mainstream media, and you already know that, um, or you wouldn't be listening to the station. Anyway, those are a few of the, the comments I wanted to share, and I wanted to make sure everybody knew exactly how I felt about it. And uh, in closing on this particular topic, I salute the members of the United States women's soccer team for their excellence on the field. I am saddened that they didn't uphold that same standard of excellence off the field. Take a break in a moment. We'll hear from Blake Lawrence. Before we go to break, I want to tell you about our friends over at Sheila Auto Repair. In fact, I've been having to spend more time over there the last couple of weeks than, than I would normally like to. But the good side is that they took really great care of me and they did it at a price that I could actually afford. That's Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos. At Sheeler Auto Repair, no job is too big or too small for the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. That's where I take my car. They're located at 1908 South Orange Hospital Trail in Apopka. Get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos today and tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my turn. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. It's the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now here's Roger. Well, friends, welcome back. 
to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. Hope you're enjoying the show. Pleased to be joined now by Blake Lawrence, who is well-known in Central Florida for establishing for various work that he's doing in the ministry and has done. And he's going to tell us about all the various things that are under the umbrella of the Blake Lawrence Family Ministries. Before we go to Blake, I want to let you know about our friends over at Glenn Tatum Septic Service. Homeowners and business owners depend on Glenn Tatum Septic Services for quality septic tank services and much more. Whether you need a repair or replacement, the technicians at Glenn Tatum Septic offer sales, service, and installation on all type of septic systems. Find out more at TatumSeptic.com. That's TatumSeptic.com. Be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Now let's go to Blake Lawrence, founder of Blake Lawrence Family Ministries. Blake, it's great to catch up with you. Thanks for joining us today on the show. Well, it's great to be with you, Roger, and uh, it's always a joy to be able to share what God's doing. You know, yeah, we kind of reconnected uh, thanks to the uh, the Pastors Masters Golf Tournament that takes place on one our, at our sister station. You know, it is a production of our sister station WTLN uh, AM and FM, and uh, it was great to connect with you. And it's great to get caught up and see the great things that you're doing in your life and in your ministry. Well, uh, you know, of course we tie, we come back we uh, worked together you and me way back when uh, we were at Rollins. You were a freshman, I was a junior, and uh, yeah, so it was great to reconnect and. Uh, uh, it's just neat because you you see you hear so many negative things in the world today, but God uh, through His people are, are doing wonderful work and touching and blessing so many lives. And uh, so I just want to share a little bit about that today, if that's okay. Yeah, I'd love to have you do that. I've been looking forward to having you do that. And why don't you kind of start right now? You know, on um, you know July twelfth, two thousand nineteen. Just give us a brief overview of of your ministries, which is which are varied. Uh, and vast, and um, kind of start that way. Okay. Well, uh, about 10 years ago, God called me out of the Methodist Church. I'd been a Methodist pastor for 25 years, my wife and I, and uh, he uh, said time to retire from that and begin to do a ministry. Uh, So we called it Blake Lorenz Family Ministries, which is mission work and evangelism work uh, in Central Florida and around the world. And so today, uh, it's really exciting because uh, we have a uh, uh, church center uh, in down at uh, well, South Orlando, down near on Orange Avenue, down uh, near Sand Lake, Oak Ridge Avenue, and uh, we've been there four years. And God's doing amazing work there right now. We've got uh, many people being healed, physically healed, every Sunday, and uh, it's exciting to see just. God's hand. I, when I go around the world and do mission work, I see I've seen thousands of people healed. Uh, people who were, were blind for thirty years get their sight back. People who couldn't walk begin to rise up and walk. Uh, babies just burning up with fevers instantly healed and uh, just calm and peaceful. Uh, marriages healed. Uh, women who can't have babies—that's a big thing overseas. And then we go back the next year, and they got twins. So <laughs> it's exciting to see it happening more here in the United States. And uh, so, uh, invite people if you're feeling sick, uh, emotionally, physically, spiritually, uh, come on down to our place at Encounter Global Outreach, and uh, it's in South Orlando. And this Sunday at ten o'clock, we'll have a service and opportunity to be healed. 
so that's one of the great things God's doing. And then uh, we're very involved in work in Cuba. I'll be going there three times this fall uh, to uh, teach and lead with pastors and uh, missionaries and church leaders, and also uh, be doing some work with uh, various churches and, and ministries. So that's I've been doing that for 20 years in Cuba. It's a great place. Uh, the people are wonderful. Uh, they suffer a lot. Uh, in fact, the church is really under persecution right now. And uh, uh, so it's great to be able to go down there and just encourage them and be with them. And, of course, I'm getting more blessed than they do when I go there because they, they're just filled with such love. So, And then uh, we do a lot of work with Israel. We're involved with uh, the Jerusalem Prayer Breakfast, which is under the Knesset supervision, and we help host a Jerusalem prayer breakfast in Jerusalem every year, and uh, we have 650 leaders from 65 nations come to uh, encourage and support Israel and to bless them and to get the nations to move their embassies to Jerusalem, so that's a great thing. Uh, We're going to have one here. We're going to hold a Bless Israel Summit in January of 2020, and uh, we're uh, right now working, hoping that the governor of Florida, who's a great supporter of Israel, be there. The attorney general, uh, she's a great supporter of Israel as well. We've got a state senator, Scott Plankin, already signed up, and then we'll have some international Jewish leaders as well. And so it's bringing the Christian and Jewish communities together to uh, learn how we can bless Israel and stand with Israel, because if you know their history, they're very, very persecuted, and uh, and they need all the love and support. So those are some of the things, highlights, and then one of the big things we talked about, you and I, Roger, was uh, we're going to host for the first time a golf with a mission, and at Bear Blake, uh, Bear uh, Black Bear Country Club, excuse me there, yeah, uh, we're going to have that October 26th on a Saturday, and uh, we're teaming up with Gatorland. Gatorland is sponsoring it. Uh, what a great family. I don't know if you know the uh, McHughes uh, who run and operate uh, Gatorland, but Diane and Mark have been friends for a long time, and uh, they're allowing us to to host this uh, event. They're supporting it, and uh, so everyone who plays, everyone who donates towards it, every penny will go to our partners and ministry around the world. I don't get anything from it. Uh, our, our ministry itself doesn't get anything, but all the money given will go to work in Zambia and Cuba and Israel primarily, and then, of course, locally here in Central Florida, that the work we do here and partner with with. Uh, uh, ministers and uh, ministries here in Central Florida. So that's going to be very exciting. We're going to have, everyone will have a threesome, and uh, then we'll team them up with a pro football player or a pro baseball player. And we're just going to have a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of uh, raffle prizes there, and we're believing we can raise uh, $50,000 or more. We're, uh, we're almost, uh, well, we're a little th- over a third of the way there to raising that amount already. And if you go to Blake Lorenz Family Ministries dot uh, com, you can see what it's all about and uh, how you can support it. You can sponsor a whole. You can be a, a sponsor of the tournament, and uh, of course, play. And, and it's just yeah. going to be a fun Alan, time. Alan. But it's a golf with a mission, and it's not just having fun, but we're going to be helping people. If you know, I go around the world. And uh, there's a lot of hopeless people out there, and in Central Florida as well. And you look into their eyes of hopelessness, and you're able to minister to them and bless them, and uh, they just come alive. All of a sudden, there's joy, and and, uh, they uh, realize there is a purpose and meaning in life through Jesus Christ. And so 
uh, it's just a lot of great things we're involved in and doing, and I appreciate you letting me share these things. Certainly, you know, as, as, um, as I was making the introduction to the listeners, I said that you were involved in a lot of you know, great ministry work in Central Florida and around the world, actually, and that's certainly the case. Um, now, Blake, can you t- tell us a little bit about... Um, you know how your your journey and let's make the transition from baseball to uh, ministry. You know, I I knew you and kind of, you know as and still it's a big part of your identity with me as a, a very uh, gifted baseball player. You know, I'm not sure how many people of you. Know, I don't know how much you much talk about that with your you know in your ministry work, but you know you led the, the nation in wins your sophomore year at Rollins College, and also for those that don't know Rollins College, even though it's a small college is is uh, has a phenomenal college baseball tradition um uh, of, of excellence a big part of that was our coach coach boyd coffee um and what he established there and of course joe justice preceded him who was his coach and he had a great program and uh it was just a, a wonderful you know um culture of excellence at that time and and then you actually played professional baseball with the, in the chicago cubs organization but um but eventually you, you didn't um, you know you had an injury and that that didn't develop. Can you talk about um, you know your baseball career and maybe how it, it impacted your your path into the ministry if it did? Yeah, it, well, it was a great uh, uh, learning experience and a wonderful adventure. Uh, I grew up in Chicago, and uh, my family was all sports. My dad and his twin brother, my uncle, both played professional baseball, and all my cousins and brothers and everyone played and so I was the youngest of them all and uh and so I just baseball was basically and basketball and sports was my god uh that's what I gave my life to and uh I mean you know, I was blessed with some talent and my junior year in high school we won the state championship and I was the leading hitter and the number two pitcher we had a great first pitcher in Barry Mueller and uh, we went out and won the state championship and of course as a junior then if you recognize and you have all these scouts and everything and I actually could have signed with the New York Yankees out of high school as a shortstop second baseman but uh, God had other plans and sent me down to Rollins College where uh, I was under Boyd Coffey who you know we all love and respect and was a great coach for us and I got to meet some amazing uh, baseball players, lots of talent. Of course, my good friend John Casino, who went on to be the Rookie of the Year with the Minnesota Twins. We were roommates together. And, uh, uh, you know, I went there thinking I was going to be a second baseman or shortstop. And uh, uh, what happened was, I, even though I had pitched, and I was always very successful as a pitcher, uh, uh, you know, I, I wanted to be a batter and then a regular everyday player. And uh, we went and played... Uh, the Kansas City Royals, they used to have a like a farm team down in, uh, I think it was Bradenton or Sarasota there, and they would go to school and then play baseball, and it was a unique experiment. And so the fall of my freshman year, we went to uh, play them down there, and, and uh, he boyed it, put me in at second base and was seeing you know, if I could play, and just like all the guys and uh, with the team. And so... There was, we had we played three or four games with them, and so the last game, the last two innings, he says, "Well, and you pitched the last two innings." So I said, "Okay." So I went out and pitched, and uh, I was a good pitcher, more finesse than overpowering, and uh, I somehow I struck out six guys in a row in the last 
winning. So, so now you're my pitcher. So I'm like, oh, God. So, of course, then I thought, well, I can still DH in that. But then John Castino was started hitting home runs and doing all this. So, uh, you know, he took over that. So, anyway, I was very successful. Uh, my first two years, I won, I think, let's see, 10, 24 games as a freshman and sophomore pitching and uh, set a bunch of records, uh, had a no-hitter and, uh, one of my highlights was I, we pitched, I pitched against Miami as a freshman at the end of the year, and they had won, gosh, 30-some games in a row, I think Bill Miller was telling us the other day. And uh, they were either set the record or going after the record of most wins. And so here I am, a freshman, pitching down in Miami on a Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon, and it was uh, 100 degrees, and we're playing on AstroTurf, and uh, – uh, these guys are just a bunch of studs, and somehow I was getting them out. I think I had a no-hitter into the fifth inning, and by the sixth inning, the umpire shrugged the plate by about five <laughs> inches, and so <laughs> they began to get some hits and get on base, uh, but we ended up winning the game, and so we broke the uh, their streak, and so that was kind of fun because my senior year when I graduated from high school, we went down to Fort Lauderdale with the big leagues, uh, it's the extension of the Little League World Series, and we won the Big League World Championship. And there, Miami and Florida were all after me to come and sign with them, but I'd already agreed to go to Rollins. So that kind of set the course. So, anyways, it was very successful. And then my junior well, year, well, I hurt my arm. Let me uh, jump in the there. Season. We got our break. We got to get, uh, get to okay. right now, and we'll pick it up when we come back. Friends, we're pleased to be speaking with Blake Lawrence, founder of. Blake Lawrence Family Ministries on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Please stay with us. And now back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. The program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Speaking now with Blake Lawrence. Blake Lawrence Family Ministries. Before we go back to Blake, I want to, of course, tell you about our friends Vito and Rhonda over at Network Sound and Video, where your memories last forever. And, you know, of course, we're talking with Blake Lawrence right now about some wonderful history, baseball history and memories that he has from his outstanding career, collegiate baseball career at Rollins College. Also, he played, as we're going to hear in a moment, in the Chicago Cubs organization. And that was just a uh, reminded me about Vito and, and Rhonda and how they can take these wonderful memories, the mementos that we have, which are many of which are outdated uh, on outdated technology. Like I had, as I've shared with you before, VH one tape, things like that. Um, you know, eight millimeter film, 16 millimeter film um, that are essentially unusable uh, with today's technology. You can take those over to Vito and Rhonda at network sound and video. They can update it to modern technology uh, put it on a flash drive. You can look it on your computer. You can share it with your family and friends around the country, around the world. They can do all that for you over at Network Sound and Video, plus much, much, much more, um, including take uh, restore your pictures. They can uh, preserve them, get them uh, scanned, get them online. Uh, make sure you, you, know, you don't have to worry about losing them or uh, due to you know, whatever bad circumstance, and they can make a wonderful slideshow for you with those pictures as well. Make a perfect gift for any special occasion for your friend or loved one. It's Network Sound and Video, Rhonda and Vito Fira. You can find them a variety of different ways. Of course, you can find them 24-7, 365 at networksoundandvideo.com. 
That's networksoundandvideo.com. You can drop by and see them. They're conveniently located in the Merritt Center, 2520 Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood. Or just you can go old school and just give them a call, 407-834-8555, 407-834-8555. And yes, during business hours, a live person will answer the phone. That's Network Sound and Video. Get over and see them and tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Now back to Blake Lawrence, founder of Blake Lawrence Family Ministries. <clears throat> and Blake, before you know, I interrupted you there, you were talking about your extraordinary college baseball career. Um, a lot of great moments, a lot of great achievements, led the country in wins your sophomore year at Rollins. Um, huge wins over school, you know, national powers such as Miami, uh, had been drafted out of high school by the New York Yankees organization. And, you know, you were bringing us up to the conclusion of your sophomore year when you, you know, had one of the leading pitchers in the country. And why don't you pick it up there? The preseason heading into this uh, regular season, I uh, we played a practice series against Birmingham Southern, very good baseball team, and they had a lot of guys, uh, former uh, Army guys in that. They were really tough. And uh, I pitched a really good game, one hitter, and so I'm ready for the season. I did something really stupid. After the game, I uh, wanted to stretch my arm out for some reason. They, you know, they were trying to help me thinking of my career in the future in the pros uh, to throw harder and to stretch my arm. And so I did that, and I hurt my arm doing that after pitching nine innings. It was really stupid you look back. But, you know, you're old school, and uh, the old school was you don't tell anybody you hurt your arm. So I struggled through my junior year. I still won like eight games, but I was hit and miss. With, with, I just couldn't throw. I lost velocity. I lost movement. And uh, so then my senior year, I didn't even pitch at all. Uh, and and I still finished as the winningest pitcher in Rollins College baseball history, even not even pitching uh, uh, last year. But anyways, what I did was I said I, I can hit, so I worked on my batting and uh, fielding, and and uh, the Cubs signed me to a contract uh, to play with them, and I was very successful with them. I I led the team in hitting, or second in hitting, and led the team in homers, RBIs, and so I thought I was on my way, but. Uh, Got out of their plans. Eventually, I was released by the Chicago Cubs organization, and and my life to me just fell apart then because all I did was live for baseball and uh, to be successful. And one night, I was in such pain and agony, emotional pain. It was like someone just stuck a dagger in my heart and was twisting it. I couldn't sleep, and you know, for you know, I was raised uh, in the church, but was not a believer. And so that night, I cried out to Jesus, that Jesus, I don't want my life. You take it. And the minute I thought those thoughts, I didn't even speak them, I just thought those thoughts, Jesus came into my room, and I literally met Jesus Christ. And he surrounded me with this love that just was unbelievable. It's the greatest experience of my life, this love that uh, he touched me with. And he took away all my pain, and of course, he took away all my sins. And uh, I remember saying to him, this is unbelievable, I just want to stay with you. And he said, no, go out into the world and tell people I love them. I did die for them. I rose from the dead, and I'm coming again. And uh, so I've been doing that and trying to help people to rediscover or discover the first time this love for Jesus. Uh, I think we've we've gotten so uh, complacent about our love for Jesus. Jesus is the God who became man, and he came and died for us, and he gave his life for us. And I tell people, he loves you, and just 
rediscover or discover for the first time to love him and to follow him and serve him. And I've been blessed by him to do this all over the world here in Central Florida. I've been in 1984 doing ministry and uh, I've been going all around the world. Like I said, Cuba, Israel, Congo, Malawi, Zambia, uh, Ukraine, Haiti, uh, Guatemala and other places. And just been able to touch people's lives with this love, you know, You've got so much conflict in the world and so much pain, so much suffering, and yet people that I meet all over the world are wonderful. They just want to be loved, they want to live in peace, and they want to be able to provide for their families, and so we try to do that through our ministry partners around the world, and uh, mostly I do teaching and preaching, and now I'm helping raise money for them so that they can help more people. Uh, my friend in Zambia, I've been going there for 20 years, and what a great ministry. We've helped them plant, I think, 250 churches, and it's just not about planting churches, but it's changing community. It's an encouragement, and one of the things that they do, they, they uh, took a, a, a missionary's invention called a pet, and it's a personal energy transportation system. And there's many, many people in Zambia and Central Africa that can't walk, either from childhood or birth or even as adults. They get bit by a snake or they get polio or different diseases. And so they feel their life is useless. They can't do anything. They have to crawl in the dirt. They uh, lay in their hut. And so they've created this pet, and it's a, it's a cart that you propel by hand. And they've given thousands and thousands of these away. And it's, it's, it's life-changing to be there when they hand these out. Sometimes they'll hand one or two out in the village. Sometimes they'll hand out 50 to a whole community. And the, and the hope and the joy and the love that overwhelms these people, uh, it'll, it'll just bless your life. So I would encourage people, if you're interested, uh, team up with us and uh, partner with us, because wherever I go, you go. And uh, we take mission teams to these places, and it changes lives, and not just their lives, but it'll change your life. And it gives you a sense of purpose and meaning that uh, you're really doing something for people and for God, and uh, just amazing. So it's been quite an adventure. God has blessed me with an awesome, beautiful wife. We've been married since uh, 1981, so we just celebrated 38 years. I've got three great kids. My son is actually the pastor of our church now. So he's a young, vibrant guy, him and his family. They just had their third baby, so I've got five grandkids. And, again, three wonderful children, uh, my son and then two daughters. Uh, my one daughter is here. They're involved in ministry, great son-in-law. And then my other daughter is a lawyer out in L.A., and she just got married in, uh, well, December 31st of 2018 up in New York. And a great son-in-law there with Michael as well. And uh, they, they uh, work and live out in uh, L.A., so... God's blessed me with a great family, a great body of believers with me, and uh, it's been, you know, out of the misery of my life, uh, when I was at the lowest, God rebuilt it, and it's uh, just been amazing what uh, the, His love has, how He's transformed my life. So I owe Him everything. Well, thank you for being here to join us to share about it. Once again, very interesting and very exciting. Friends, we're speaking with Blake Lawrence, founder of Blake Lawrence Family Ministries, and He's telling us about the many, many various aspects of that ministry and, and the tremendous outreach of it. And Blake, we're down to about the last three minutes or so. I just what, anything else you'd like to um, to reemphasize? I mean, you would like to, uh, I know you've got the the, the Bless Israel uh, event coming up soon, and of course you're going to have the golf tournament in the fall. Um, anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? 
Well, just to reemphasize, God is a God of blessing. He's a God of love and hope. And one of the things I would encourage people to come, I'm not trying to get you to join our church or anything, but come on a Sunday and visit us and be healed. Uh, again, people are being healed. I received the healing. My wife received the healing uh, the last two weeks. Others are being healed. We're going to have some testimonies this Sunday. Uh, it's at 10 o'clock at Encounter Global Outreach, and it's at 6208 South Orange Avenue, 6208 South Orange, Encounter Global Outreach, and uh, it's right across the street from Dunkin' Donuts, uh, two doors down from the gun range, and it's just a small church. We have a great small ministry, about 100 people, and uh, uh, you'll be loved and welcomed, and we just want you to be healed. People need emotional healing. They're deep woundedness in our culture, and of course, physical healing, and a spiritual healing, and uh, you'll experience that. Uh, it is real. You know, we've always looked at doctors who are awesome and wonderful. I've got great doctor friends, and God uses doctors and medicine and nurses to heal us, uh, but he also sometimes, he just heals miraculously, and uh, we have experienced that with thousands of people over the years, so I would just encourage you to come on out and experience it. If you have never encountered Jesus, Jesus Christ, it's worth a lifetime of religion. One encounter with Jesus will change your life forever. And uh, I love Jesus. He's changed my life. And uh, I just want to share that good news with others. So, uh, Roger, thanks for having me on. This is great to be able to share. And I know I kind of rambled on, but I got so much good stuff to share. It's, it's exciting. Got a lot of passion and energy for Christ. That's that's a great thing. Amen. Blake, thank you for joining us. And, of course, friends, you can find out more at BlakeLawrenceFamilyMinistries.com. That's BlakeLawrenceFamilyMinistries.com. Blake, great speaking with you. We look forward to catching up with you again soon. Okay. Thank you, Roger. God bless you. You're doing a great job and just encouraging to know one more wonderful person doing good work out there. Thank you very much. Appreciate that very much. Well, friends, that's going to wrap it up for our program today. I really thank you for joining us. I hope you've really enjoyed it. We had a diverse program today. It was great to speak with Melissa Bird, a newly elected Orange County School Board member on the Orange County School Board. Melissa, of course, serves the geographical area for the greater Apopka area, greater West Orange County area, some other areas as well. And it was wonderful to hear her agenda, her, her passion for what she wants to achieve on the school board. Uh, representing students and teachers. Glad she was able to join us. I was able to share my thoughts with you about the unfortunate behavior of our Olympic champions, our United States uh, women's Olympic soccer team. And um, it's great to share with you those those thoughts. And of course, always love to hear your thoughts. And then it's great to speak with Blake Lawrence, founder of Blake Lawrence Family Ministries. You can find out more about him at BlakeLawrenceFamilyMinistries.com. Thank you for joining us today. Have a great day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.